0: Welcome to the Learning About Dogs podcast featuring Kay Lawrence of Learning About Dogs and I'm Sue McGuire, teacher of dogs and people in the San Francisco Bay Area. Today, learning. What is learning? is it, what is learning? I mean we, we've been keep banting around that we we don't want to be trainers or we do want to be trainers. Are we trainers, teachers? This is what I taught. So I, I feel like we're missing
1: learning. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we've, we inherit you know people come oh, you're a trainer, you know um, because that's what the person that taught the dog was called. Because you, you teach people, but you train animals or roses to go up the wall. But even if a teacher, you know, you can say, well, I taught the child to do this, that, and the other, or I taught the person they shouldn't do this, that, and the other. As a, If you're in a professional teacher, you know full well, that's only half the story. It's the same as I might say, oh, it's nice to see you again. But you might hear, oh, it's nice to see you again. So mm-hmm. what I say Is what I think I'm trying to communicate to you. But what you hear or what you heard might be something different. And at the end of the day, if it's about communication, it is measured, if you like, or it is validated on what you heard, not what I actually said. So if you only worry about I told them to do this or I said you shouldn't do that, if you didn't hear it, it was not said, you know, the whole tree in the wood type of thing. So it's the same with um, teaching and learning. I think I've taught the dog to do something, but unless I've got evidence that they've learnt the same thing that I think I've taught, it's almost irrelevant as to what I think the dog has learnt. what I think I've taught them. So we always have to look for what learning has happened And that would be evident by changes that we see. And the changes might be subtle. So I was teaching Todd to do something like he's learning um, how to do a spin, for instance, which I I use as a sort of um, a barometer as to whether he's in a position to carry on doing other learning in the situation. So we're out on a walk. I've got some treats in my pocket. He says, I'd like one of those treats. And I say to him, oh, could you do that here? Oh, yes, he does. Cool. So what I can evaluate from that is that he has transferred the learning that he's done in the kitchen to doing it out in the field because he responded to that behavior there. So the learning has moved from one environment to another environment. So learnings happen because that's a change in environment. But if I'd asked him to do that and absolutely nothing happened, all I can say is that he has not yet learned to transfer that behavior from one position to another, from one location to another. So all the time I'm looking for changes, and the learning might not be the changes. It might be the conditions or the contingencies under which that learning happens. Mm,
0: Man, right now I can tell people are going to totally glaze over and not understand um try to yeah, bring so, this yeah you
1: know say you're asking a your dog to sit yeah and mm-hmm. he put his butt on the floor so that must be right so i give him a treat now a dog can sit going backwards or a dog can sit with its rear end coming forwards it's got to do one or the other it can't stay stationary it's either going to go backwards or it's going to come forwards so on the first time i ask him to sit and i'm doing the classic upward hand gesture which tends to cause the dog to move backwards into a sit his butt hits the floor we get no daylight whoopee sat. now I'm looking at this thinking well he's only a 12 week old puppy and he's just tucked one leg under and done the classic puppy sit I'd rather he sat like a adult he's going to do for the next 14 years which is sit balanced on his pelvis and sort of hold his pelvis more together so i'm going to lure him in a different way so that he doesn't tuck one leg under so we get a perfectly aligned sit now this time when he sits i give him a treat because i've managed the environment that he sits as he will in the future because i want his muscles to learn to do it one consistent way now i'm going to do this two or three times and start to reduce the guidance and he's going to do it now with almost no guidance and sit the way for the future, this correct balance sit. So I can now say he's not just sat, he's learnt how to sit in a particular way. Mm-hmm. He hasn't just let gravity park his butt on the floor any old way. He's learnt to be more consistent in the way he uses his muscles. And to me, that's the important part of that learning on that exercise. The sit's almost irrelevant. What I want him to take forward is that you use your muscles in a certain way, and that gets you the treat. Use your muscles in a certain way, and that gets you the treat. Use your muscles a different way, ah, oh, don't get a treat for that. Mm. There must be a difference here. Mm. What's the difference? Ah, doing it that way gets the treat. Doing it that way doesn't get the treat. So it wasn't about the daylight. Ah, he will now change what he does in response to those conditions. And that's my learning that's that's going to teach him uh, that he's going to carry forward for the rest of his life. And he will transfer that to other positions. Does it matter how he does the behavior? That's the learning that's happened there. And that's what I want him to learn from that exercise.
0: And I think what we constantly are missing is that the the learners are teaching themselves.
1: Oh, yes. Well, yes, yes. We all we can do is set up a situation. I like to call it engineers. We design the learning to happen, and then we have to see how the dog goes through that process and we see what they've changed to give us evidence of learning. Yes, okay,
0: fabulous. It just continues on that same track, and then I can just cut them in two. Fabulous, okay, 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 cool. All right, all right, so. When can I take this show on the road? There is not a class I have taught or a client I have taught or (laughs) guided their learning, if you will, and had not had that question. And I just, I just, so let's talk about show on the road. Well,
1: I mean, one of the hardest jobs we have to do is try to forget everything that's gone before us, (laughs) pick up the good stuff and ditch the stuff that was based on the myth and legends of, you know, the world of dog training. So even though we might be doing it in a different model because we're doing something for positive reinforcement, we're understanding more about how the brain works, we're understanding more about the effects of rewards, we still get people trying to teach the same stuff, sit, come, heal, walk walk on a loose leash, recall, all this sort of stuff. And these are just exercises designed probably by somebody over 150 years ago that they thought was, was show everybody else that i'm master of this dog he must obey you know even the word obedience is now not a good word because i don't particularly want obedience from my dogs i want compliance and i want partnership so when we talk about the scientific word to take it on the road they're saying the behavior will generalize to happen in different places but now it comes back to english again you can only say that historically You can't say, I'm going to generalize this behavior. (laughs) You can only look at the behavior and say, oh, my goodness, that's generalized from doing it in the kitchen to doing it in the garden because he can do it now in the garden. Yes, that's the change that's happened. But it only happens retrospectively. So if you've trained it at home and you take it somewhere else and it doesn't happen, all you can say is it is not generalizing. Yes, it hasn't happened yet. So then we go back to under what conditions is it happening in the first place oh well i'm doing it in my kitchen and i do it with a cookie pot open on the counter and i do it with this happening and i do it with that happening and i, I don't wear a coat and um, nothing else is in the house and all the other dogs are out the way and then suddenly you go for a walk and you want the dog to do it there where you're not wearing your coat you haven't got any treats on board and the dog's going these are not the same conditions mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so all we can say is the dog is bright and it can work out that under these conditions, I don't get cookies. So I don't think I'll try it here because I don't feel safe. And all the other dogs are being a nuisance. You know, so if it did happen there, we could say it generalised. But if it doesn't happen there, we can't make generalising happen. We can't make it go on the road. So going on the road is is a, a way of assessing whether it's capable of generalising in a new place. You can't make it happen. If it doesn't, then you have to go back to where you did it originally and start bringing in or start unlocking the conditions that you set it to happen in the first place. And we are bad at just doing the same thing over and over again, even with the same hand, wearing the same coat, the same time every day. And these sort of elements that start to become predictable in association with getting food for doing that sit, for doing that down, start stop it becoming flexible enough to go and happen in other places so if i'm teaching the dog to do a a simple behavior maybe come to my side in a heel position i will do it on one side of the kitchen the next time i ask for it i'll go over the other side of the kitchen the next time i ask for it i might be taking my jacket off the next time i ask it i might just put the kettle on switched it on not wearing it (laughs) the next time i might go into the hallway um the next time i'll use some different treats so i'm trying to take everything out that the dog could say oh this must be in place before that happens because they're so good at looking for all those yeah. indicators that success is on the way so we end up locking it down to such fixed conditions we stop it happening anywhere else we stop it ourselves from going on the road oh,
0: right there so uh, a quick little 4 minute tutorial on how to when you're when you're guiding the initial learning how you should mm, not get stuck mm, in the same patterns mm, mm. Yeah. and, and right.
1: if you make your pattern changes too quick the dog will tell you oh no that, that was a bit too much of a change so yeah. Yeah. you know again becoming aware that how do you stand where are your hands are you holding them in your middle are your elbows bent yes mm. you know so all those things that we thought were helping by being consistent actually stop that Mobility of the behavior to new places, Mm. but the good thing is that once the dogs learn to pick out the real salient elements, you say that word, you do that with your hand. It doesn't matter if you're sitting on the floor, standing up. I get it. Once they get it for one behavior, they will transfer that understanding to everything they do. Mm. Smart Mm. cookies. Yes
0: links to the courses and other offerings all are contained in the episode notes thanks for listening